Hello everyone, welcome to another Ismono podcast. And today I have the honor to have back with me on the podcast, who is basically the biggest YouTuber that I have ever have the honor to have on my podcast. And you already know him, it's Vincent from Accessorize Me. Although you are pretty big, I would say, let's assume that not everyone knows you. Let's maybe you can give a little bit of an introduction of who you are, what you do, although being such a huge uh, person channel in this space. Yeah, maybe just imagine no one knows you. I, I appreciate the kind words. Yeah, um, second time here and I'm, I'm happy to be back. Um, uh, so I run Accessorize Me and basically we do, we, we I like to say we curate the best accessories on, on the internet. Um, yeah. Uh, for EDC tech and not so much lately, but bags as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so we just trying to find the best products for you to discover and uh, hopefully improve your carry in some little way. And I think your signature is also the way you create these videos. You have a very distinct style mm -hmm. in presenting the stuff and editing the stuff and yeah, narrating or creating this whole storyline. Can you maybe, because obviously this is audio only, can you maybe in your own words a little bit describe what makes your videos so unique? I, I mean, I know how to describe them, but I would love to know from you how you would describe your style. Yeah, it's a good question and, and something I don't actually, I guess, think about out loud and try and describe very often, but I think the key is actually, at least when we're filming is like to try and try and show the audience what the product is by not just telling you, but by showing you. Mm -hmm. um, so I like to call it like destructive um, filming. Oh, that's interesting. It, yeah. So it's, it's like just tossing things around, not being afraid to drop things. Um, when I say something is scratch resistant, I try to scratch it myself, mm -hmm. um, especially when it comes to like leather and stuff. Like people are yeah. afraid to scratch that because it's so, it's not too scratch resistant, but you'll see the marks on it. And it, and mm -hmm. it depends on the different leathers that you use. It'll show up, but with canvas or, or nylon or something, it doesn't, but you can hear almost the um, thickness of it almost. Yeah. So um, I want to I want to be able to portray that on, on in video because just saying it's scratch resistant is something you can read on the website. But yeah, me being sure. able to show you or you hear it yourself is the value that I'm hoping yeah. to bring to the viewer. Um, and then just with the storytelling is that like lately I've evolved more into sort of describing it in a more relatable way. At least I hope yeah. in a more relatable way. So it's a lot of, um, I guess, like sexual innuendos, some people will call it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like, you know, when something's really small, I'll compare it to like, you know, I'll, I'll kind of uh, compare it to being for men, you know, really small. And, uh, but you know, people find that funny, they find it relatable, and but they can instantly understand that, right? Sure. Um, so it, it's things like that where it's like, I'm no longer just saying, oh, this is really small, or this is X amount of centimeters, or this is mm -hmm. X amount of inches. It's just like, oh, this is average size. And mo for most yeah. people, you know, they get that, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm just trying to speak to a wider audience that way and, mm -hmm. and, and for people to take away that information in an enjoyable way where they're not bored or yeah. um, they're just not like, again, they're not reading off a box or something. Yeah. I feel like for me personally, I thought the, the adjective that described your content the best is haptic. I feel mm. like you have yeah. a very yeah. haptic kind of 
feel to the videos. You, as you said, you you touch it, you scratch it, and once I view it, I kind of feel that I am actually having that item in my hands. I yeah. know how it clicks. I know how, although I'm just viewing it in a two-dimensional space, it kind of feels like, oh, I have that thing in my hand. Yeah. And what I really like from an editor's perspective is how fast-paced you do all of the edits. Um, I get that sometimes probably people think, oh, I want to see that item. I want to see that product. It's way too fast-paced. But for me, from an editor's perspective, mm -hmm. I really like that it is so fast-paced, so entertaining. And yeah, yeah I really like yeah, that. I, I like to keep things going. Uh, I, I very rarely like to keep a stagnant shot. Like, mm. it's, it's always something happening. Yeah. Um, and then, like, my, edit, my, my whole workflow is I'll shoot everything, I'll edit it, and then I'll script to that. Uh, I probably said oh. it on the first podcast, but it's like, yeah, so I do things backwards. So it's like I shoot everything, I make sure... All the footage is actionable and it's like useful. Mm -hmm. And then I'll, I'll just put words to it. Right. Yeah, so then yeah, yeah, my yeah. theory is if you watch my video on mute, you can just watch the visuals yeah. and kind of understand what's happening without actually hearing me say what's happening. I feel um, like you you went back in time and you knew, oh, okay, Instagram and TikTok, they make <laughs> stories and reels and everything is going to be on mute. So yeah. <laughs> let's go back in time and structure the videos like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I just want to make sure something's happening at all times um, and that, you know, it just it, at the very least tries, tries and keeps it entertaining um, throughout the whole video. And, and the hard part is it's because a lot of the videos are like 10, 15 products. 10 mm -hmm. di different products is a curated list. It's like, okay, how do we do that for 10 different products now? <laughs> so mm -hmm. that, that's sure. always the, the top thing sure. to figure out. Yeah. yeah, the last video that I checked um, from you was the day in the life where you also went to the <laughs> gym and, and stuff like that. I thought that one, I, I really like this new approach of also like leaving the studio and being outside mm -hmm. and um, just... I mean, it's it's in the name, right? YouTube. So it's all personality driven and seeing you doing stuff outside the studio is really interesting. So let me just get, get to the first question because I sure. actually yeah. checked that it's been four years since mm. we last talked. So it's has been quite a while. And I also yeah. remember when we talked, you were in your own apartment and all of the boxes yeah. in the back. And so that was... Yeah. It has been, you ha your channel has grown like crazy, which I really am amazed and I really respect that. And I don't know, when was the time? I'm just going to say it now. Congratulations again to the 1 million subscribers. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's, it. it's, been, so it's been a while, but still, yeah. it's, I think it's still deserved. And also, I watched the video with Peter McKinnon. So that's that must have been amazing. I mean, just, really just the fact... The fact alone that he approached you is mm -hmm. something that must have been quite the honor, actually. Normally, it's usually the other way around, right? There's the smaller creator contacts the bigger creator, and that yeah. one was the other way around. So it's yeah. amazing. So my question would be, how has your channel changed compared from sub-100k to, I mean, obviously, you are now 1 million, but I would, I think the, the milestone is, or the the mind-blowing part is probably hitting 100k first. Yeah, has I, anything I did... changed from those four years Ooh, for you? Um, I think the the big thing was shifting to like a business mindset. 
mm-hmm. um, going from like creator to like almost business owner, which most people mm-hmm. don't 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 think about. And you you can choose not to, but I, I went down the route of okay, I'm gonna go all in on this uh, and see where it goes. And mm-hmm. um, so I hit a million last December, uh, so just recently. Um, but it, it it was a it was a love and hate relationship hitting a million. Um, okay, in in what way? So. So I only hit a million. Not, I'm not saying only, but I'm glad I did, and and I'm happy I did. It was because of shorts, which mm. I love shorts, and 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 it's what got me to where I am today. Sure. The problem with shorts right now on YouTube is it's so segregated between long form. Uh, although they although they they do say kind of they're trying to like connect them. Yeah, I I was I was at about 700k in August, um, and then I started shorts wow. in August. And, uh, and then I hit, I added 300 K from shorts alone, just in subs, Oh wow, which is amazing. Yeah. But now a third of my audience, uh, only coming from shorts has Mm. never seen my thumbnail has never seen any of the other long form videos I do. They Mm. may have just seen me wear a a really cool mask or, uh, play with a few fidget toys, Mm. which is the the main ones that pop up on shorts and they follow me for that maybe. But then now if they see my thumbnail pop up on uh, their YouTube homepage, they're not clicking it because they don't know who I am. They've never seen my uh, thumbnail before. They don't. They don't oh. even recognize my my channel mm-hmm. icon. So they, I've seen some comments where they'd be like, "I never subbed to this guy." Oh and, wow! But they probably came from Shorts, not thinking that oh, they wow. subbed to me. And then, but now they see this thumbnail on their homepage. They click it and they're like, "Oh, why does this guy? I'm subbed to him." Um. So I'm seeing this phenomenon of like my CTR being a little bit affected because of that. So they're feeding mm. it to a third of my audience, which is a 300K that that came from last the, the, those three months or four months. And now people are like, oh, this, I've never seen this guy. I, I don't, you know, they may not like the content, the long form content. Mm. Um, so it affects CTR, then it affects the retention, then it affects all the long form in a negative way. Um, I think it's great that they are promoting it to people who see my shorts, but it's, it's in a way right now where it's like, it's just too, if you're doing shorts in a different direction of like, oh, I'm doing it, it was mainly like fidget toys and I'll do a, a few knives and EDC stuff, but it was mainly fidget toys that were popping off. Uh, but now I'm not showing that on long form, right? As much, sure. um, even though I just did a fidget toy video, but like even that one didn't do very well because just people don't recognize the thumbnail. Mm. And that's, that's the huge thing about oh, wow. long form, right? Um, so we're seeing this thing where it's like, when you're on shorts, none of that matters. Like a titling, maybe a little, but Mm. YouTube feeds it for you. So you don't have to worry about a thumbnail. Yeah. Oh, Um, by the way, maybe for, for the listeners who aren't in the YouTube space, just to interject, we as creators, or at least my channel, we can't choose the thumbnail for shorts. So Mm -hmm. we can't influence the recognizability let's say that way to the thumbnails that we have on our long formats so even yes. if at least for my channel even if we wanted to add a a brand recognizable um with a logo with a design that is recognizable for our main channel we couldn't do that so mm-hmm. that's why people probably watching the shorts would never know what a thumbnail on the on the long format actually looks like which is i don't know why they do that but yeah that's probably one of the reasons why people are kind of like oh i haven't subscribed to that person Mm -hmm. as you just mentioned because they don't recognize the thumbnails right 
Yeah, like you thumbnail the the channel icon because really it's only the channel icon and and the channel. It's really tiny. Yeah, that you'll see. Um, but yeah, it's just something that that I recently started to see. Like I recently started to do more long form again, and it was mm. like the performance was just going down. And and you could say I'm just blaming like you know YouTube and everything, but like I I, I genuinely believe. Um, it's just like that 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 segregated audience yeah. that just don't know me Get as that. me yeah. um yeah so it's almost like okay should i have done a, a separate shorts channel kind of thing that, that just does that because oh, in, in the end I, I love shorts like i said like i think i excel in shorts uh, and in shorts content just the way i edit and the way mm -hmm. I, I narrate and everything i agree um i do really well in shorts but it just doesn't come through in the same that like the audience mm. just doesn't come through the same way in the long form so um yeah, I almost I almost wish it said 300k short subs, and then I'd stay at 700k long. <laughs> like yeah, I subs. see. I see. Um, yeah, I, I guess shorts is also. I mean, the what's it called the uh, um, the front page where people can kind of find the, the suggestion feed or something is great for people to to kind of gather new people. But on mm -hmm. the other hand, it's a two-sided sword, right? Because people who only watch shorts are have such a short, and I don't mean this in a negative way, it's just an objective thought, that people who watch short have such a short attention span and they don't want to mm -hmm. watch long-format content. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm also a little bit torn in terms of shorts if that's actually something for me. But I do recognize that... Yeah, it it brings new people to the channel, but I never have would have thought that it could pivot into such a negative way as well for mm -hmm. for you and and to some and, degree. And it, I I think it depends. I think it depends on the type of content that you do. Uh, for me, I'm faceless, which is a big thing because, which is the way I want it to be. Like I want you to focus on the product. Um, mm. but we're, we're something like, like, like if Logan Paul did shorts back in the day, um, it was him in the videos. So whether mm. you watched it on shorts or whether you watch it on long form, you're watching it for him and you want to see him. And mm. I think that works as a personality. Like you mentioned, it's, like, it, it's YouTube and it, it was originally meant to be like for people. Um, mm. so if you're a personality doing shorts on long form, I think that's an easy way to connect them. Yeah. But if if I'm I'm product based, so it's like if you're watching fidget toys and suddenly I'm not doing fidget toys in a long form, that just doesn't it doesn't uh, connect that way. Yeah, I um, see. Th those are my hypotheses. Uh, mm. I, whether that's true or not, but it just from a like a viewer perspective, like if I was watching it for a person, I don't care where I'm watching it. I want to watch that person. Mm. Right. Um, Interesting. So yeah, but that's uh, that's that's a good. Um segue to my next question actually mm -hmm. because i feel like most people in our space as a creator uh, on youtube especially on instagram are always saying to grow a channel you need to niche down you kind of need to go all in into a specific niche which i personally sometimes kind of dislike i follow so many motorcycle mm -hmm. instagram channels and i kind of get i see them growing really fast but I get bored because they post the bike always the same way. the 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 pictures look yeah the same the whole way. But you yeah. see that it 
does work. But from a creator's perspective, I would get totally bored putting the bike because I know that's the only uh, angle where the bike looks good. So I'm just posting that angle, maybe with some slightly um, changes, but it's always the same. So, and, but also I can see from, from you, with you it's 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 video so it's kind of different but i also can see that you leaned into a certain aspect of your content and it obviously worked for you quite a lot do you ever feel the urge to kind of branch out into another niche because you potentially could get bored at some point and if yes do you have any any other interest where you could see your content pivoting to, or maybe you would create a second channel just because you would like to do so, not to get bored potentially. Yeah, no, I I feel that, and uh, that's a question I have like all the time. Right, I think okay. all creators have that all the time uh, mm. in some degree. Um, for me now, it's like yeah, I've been doing the EDC kind of curated list. Um, for a while now and while it was like i think covid really helped and didn't help like it helped because mm. it just accelerated the growth of it um sure. and and the videos did really well and i had the time to do those videos um but it didn't do it because now i'm burnt out from it right and now i'm kind of bored mm. of it um because i was kind of stuck doing those uh i missed doing the bag videos um we didn't do bag videos during covid because no one was going mm. anywhere it just made yeah, no sense I, I felt that as well yeah yeah it, it was almost like you're insensitive to kind of put that content out um yeah so nowadays it's like okay I, i'd like to do i i think since getting my editor at least uh which was about a year ago um things have improved in terms of like my motivation to try different things because now mm -hmm. i have a kind of person that can follow shoot which is a whole different kind of style of shooting like just that he can go handheld and kind yeah. of follow me and do things versus yeah. previously everything was on a tripod on one camera i mm -hmm. had to figure out which angle i was using at any time but now i have multiple angles and person who can kind of move around and yeah. give that more dynamic uh feel to things so so nowadays it's like okay i want to i still want to be in the edc space but how do i do it so that i'm no longer just at a table Oh, yeah. or, or like doing like the same thing over and over again. Mm. Um, so the day, the day in life was an interesting experiment because <clears throat> we had never done that kind of content mm -hmm. before. That was like a first day in life or even vlog style video that I've yeah. done. I loved how it came out. Unfortunately, it didn't performance wise. It didn't do well. But I, like as a personal video, I think that's one of our my favorite, at least. Mm -hmm. um, I liked it a lot. It, it's just the variety in it is is mm -hmm. way better. Um and while I and I and I loved how I was still able to incorporate products um, like mm. it was about my day, but it was also about the products. So that's yeah. the kind of connection that I want to keep. Um, so now it's just, yeah, how do we figure out that? But in multiple videos, because day in life only works so many times, like it's a it's a trending theme, but it's like you don't, sure. you don't do it so many times. Yeah. Um, so how do we do that in a consistent manner and, and in different ways? Um, that's the big thing. And um, if I were to like. At least for the channel, we'll keep it EDC related, bag related, mm -hmm. tech related. Um, but again, that's figuring out how do we do it in, in a more interesting way. Uh, on a personal level, I think recently I've been doing a lot of like food vlogs. I don't know if you saw it on in I saw, uh, Instagram. I, yeah, I saw your poll. That's why I'm asking, actually. Yeah. So 
so we, we I did like I did let's just like personally like we we go to restaurants all the time and I was like oh I'm gonna film this and, and mm. trying to like make a little story out of it based on my like narration style and my shooting um and I kind of liked it you know I like I like just shooting food and I think food's yeah. a huge category and we do it all the time where it's like I'm, I'll never run out of content because we're yeah. always trying to new restaurants and it's and it's different right although it's restaurants yeah. and food like everything you eat and every, every place you go to is different yeah um, totally so that's interesting i definitely want to try something in the food space eventually um even if it is on just like a personal level and just continue mm. doing it on a personal level um otherwise fitness was like a, a minor thing I, I thought about getting into but it's so hard because it's hard, like i'm not consistently keeping up with it mm. so it's hard to like um consistently uh, put out content that way but that was sure. kind of the direction the channel was going to go into it was going to be a pizza and fitness theme <laughs> So how can I work out enough that I can eat a pizza? That was the that was like the Oh theme. wow, that that's a good premise. <laughs> and then and then I do food reviews of the pizza. Oh, that, <laughs> and oh, that I do one. the fitness. Yeah. So it was like something like that where I was like, how do I mend two two things together that I Oh, that's like and, so good. And make you content should out do of that. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, but, uh, that's because that's so relatable. Yeah. That's exactly, that's I mean exactly. that, that's 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 awesome you should do it yeah even if it's just one video or something i think that's really <laughs> yeah. cool and that also combine it with with a workout segment where yeah. you are are like okay the first 10 minutes we do this set together and then you can follow along so yeah. you have like yeah. this really high retention and yes. then afterwards it's just okay now we go eat yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. this vlog style in the end yeah yeah, it's like here's the workout that'll burn the 600 calories, and then after that, well, all right, we can afford to. We can, Are you we sure the pizza is only 600 calories? I think <laughs> well, it's a little bit really, more. <laughs> well, half a slice. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that that was that was an idea I had like a few years ago, and I was I was in that phase of like, okay, let, let's I want to try something new. Mm. Um, that was one of the ideas, and again, so it's it's like for the most part, as you can tell, it's probably something food related. Mm -hmm. Um. My girlfriend loves to travel, so it might be something travel. I like yeah. I I I personally don't like traveling, but <laughs> we we try to make it work that way. I thought I thought you were the travel kind of guy. No, I hate flying. I'm terrible at flying. I hate flying. I I yeah. mean all of the the logistics with flying. I hate that as well. But I don't yeah. mind flying. But I I get that that flying can be a little bit annoying. That's true. Yeah, and uh, we just got a dog as well. So I saw him. That might be like a route it's, that we can take, make him famous in some way. <laughs> and then but, he uh, he's so cute. I saw I saw him yeah. in this in this last story where you picked him yes. up on the table. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. cute. We're starting to give a few glimpses of him to get him famous. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah, he he could. Get, it's a Shih Tzu, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's a hypoallergenic, so my girlfriend doesn't. Um, he's, oh, that's she's cool. Allergic. So yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, those are just a few that I've been thinking about recently, but mm. I, I don't know. It's just, and then with, like, as we spoke about before the show, with, like the business side of things, because I'm trying to run the creative side of things, but also manage the business side myself. So it's like, mm, how do I balance sure. the time trying something new versus keeping things afloat? So, mm. um, those are the challenges really. And speaking of challenges, what do you think? I mean, just to go back to the beginning where you said, yeah, okay, I kind of feel in air quotes, a little bit bored. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but maybe at some points, okay, are these videos, am I enjoying doing another EDC video, another EDC video? 
do you have any tips for, I mean, for other creators, if they get into this kind of space? Because I had this question actually yesterday from uh, other creator who was somewhat at the turning point where he wasn't really sure mm -hmm. how to continue or if he would get a little bit bored of this process because it's always the same. How do you, do you motivate yourself? in a way, or how do you prevent yourself from getting the feeling that your content or what you're doing is getting a little bit stale or a little bit boring, not in terms of the content itself, but just in terms of the process of creating the the content? How do you keep yourself motivated? Yeah, I guess it's just, it's just wanting to, I think it's the want to try something new um mm. slash like sort of like always be open to learning new things yeah. um like we have we have table down set down like we know table top down table down tabletop mm. like we know tabletop shots like that's our bread and butter um we know the static shots really well but like nowadays it's like oh how do we incorporate handheld slot shots to make it more exciting um Uh, when it was just a static shot, I knew my movements perfectly. Like I knew how to walk in, I knew how to twist, I knew how to turn, I knew how to move my hand. But now it's like, okay, with handheld, okay, how do we do it where it's like we can show it in a different light, we can show it in a, yeah. in a different action. Um, it's it's like small things like that to like kind of improve the video. It's mm -hmm. no one no one should expect to like be a completely different content creator overnight, right? So it's like it's every day trying a new thing, and, and every day wishing to want to try anything right or, or not even wishing just wanting to try something different i'm mm. um, sorry that's my heat uh, water boiler if you can hear that. Yeah, i'm i'm do you, for the audio listeners i'm bumping my head because i think i had our doorbell had the same melody so the water boiler just went off um but yeah it's just like every day not every day but every time you make a video to like okay how do i incorporate something different in this video like that's the rest cool. of it can be yeah. the rest of it can be the same but just try something different so that's, that's like okay then then this this is my experiment how does the viewer like it how do i like it how did it come out um even if you don't like it just yeah. post it anyways because it's something different right like maybe if yeah. you didn't like it but the audience might like it yeah. you know so it's like you never know and you should never be afraid to like because if 90 of the content is the same And you only change 10% of it. Like no one, no one's going to notice it so badly where they're like, I'm never going to watch your videos yeah. again. All right. Like don't change a hundred percent. Don't go completely different. Mm -hmm. Like just change 10%, change 10% there, change 10% there. And then eventually you'll have a hundred percent worth to like put into a full video and like, okay, this is a whole new style that we're doing. Yeah. Um, and people will be like, okay, I recognize it because we saw it throughout the rest of the videos. Right. Um, That's yeah, just for advice. my like for my example is like we we started incorporating my editor in the videos more. Mm. Um, the way I did it was probably a poor way of doing it because we like fully went in on him. Um, so he had fully voiced over a video and he had fully acted out a video mm. um, for one of the shorts at least, not the long form yet. Um, and everyone was like, "This makes no sense. Who is this guy? Is this guy taking over the channel? We don't like him. His voice sucks. Um, mm. He's too he's too slow in, in reading this stuff. His actions aren't the same. Um, and and pretty much everyone hated on him. So uh, oh, from personal sucks. from personal experience, like like don't go full in. Like slowly integrate mm. him. And again, this is on that was on me. Like I shouldn't have. I didn't even consider that the audience um, would go that route or even think that route. Because uh, again, my thought process was they're they're there for the products. It doesn't matter who's telling you the products; they're there for the products. It mm -hmm. turns out people love my voice, 
uh, and only want to hear my voice when they watch my channel, which I flattered and great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's a huge lesson learned that like, okay, people, there, there's an aspect that where they want me. Sure. Um, but also I was teaching Jaden, the editor, how to do it in the way that I was doing it. And a huge portion of the audience was also like, oh, this guy is just copying yeah, uh, the original I guy. That. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the way I saw it was, okay, he needs, a st- he needs a point to jump off of. And that was my starting point. Like start off doing it the way I do it and then figure out how to do it your way. That, that was my thought process. Turns out mm-hmm. it was the wrong way to do it. Uh, he should have just done it his way and just yeah. built it on his own uh, style yeah. and the way he does it. Um, so the audience was uh, nowadays like after I we posted maybe like 10, 15 shorts uh, and then I posted like a community post saying, OK, this is what's happening. And I explained the situation um, definitely late on my part. I should have done that first. Yeah. Explain to the audience. This is what's <clears throat> happening. We're going to try. We're going to test a few things. Um, but yeah, that, that's just like one of the examples of the opposite direction where I, I went full in on yeah. one different change and it didn't work out the way I wanted it to. If we had slowly incorporated him. Uh, it definitely would have been a lot more feasible. Yeah. Um. To nowadays, like he's he's much better at everything. Like he his voiceovers are way better. His 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 acting on the camera is way better. Um. And just his editing for like he he can take over a full video himself and and be able to like a lot of the recent videos I post are are from him. So, um. He's definitely doing a lot better and and the audience is 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 way more receptive to him. So, um. That was that was the hard route to it. Yeah. I was actually wanting to ask you about that because I've seen the title. Um, I think the EDC from the most hated editor. Yeah. And I was a little <laughs> bit confused. I watched that video and I was, mm. he's, he's doing good. So I was confused about the title. And I've, yeah, I, it, it actually made me a little bit sad because I don't get why people are so unapologetic, direct with their opinions without even considering the the situation and i don't know mm-hmm. it's it's sometimes i i don't i don't get it why people are like that um i yeah. think you can you should and you can no you can and you should voice your opinion but i think the way you deliver your opinion is very important and just saying oh hey i hate that person hate is such a strong word i don't I really would only use it for I hate racism, but I wouldn't say mm-hmm. I hate mm-hmm. a person just because that mm-hmm. person did that. And I feel like that must have been pretty hard for him in the first video, probably that people are hating on him that yeah. hard on the first video. It must have been a little bit, for the lack of a better word, traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was shocking for me. And like I'm sure it affects him at a certain level, but he's a, uh, he's a very good spirited guy and he, he took it with like he he laughed it off oh and, that's cool uh, and I, i'm sure it affects everyone whoever reads those comments but like he he was really good about it in the sense that he it just wanted him to it made him want to improve cool so it made him want to like that's find cool. a better way of doing it um and again it, the big thing that most people don't realize is i've been doing it for almost a decade so yeah. i've shaped my voice my acting my way perfectly yeah. to how i do it right yeah he's done it he at that point he did it for a week 
right and like yeah. you can't expect someone to just instantly have that same cadence and, and it's everything, so funny right? so it's like but again yeah. that, uh, it was hugely on me for not explaining that yeah um clearly and so i i fully take blame for that and um yeah. but I, again but since the two months that he's been doing it yeah. or three months now i guess that's cool. um he's improved way way, yeah, way better and, I, he, I mean, and he's I've, constantly I've, wanting to do it yeah i've just seen that that video of him and i think he did good and it's yeah. so funny because tom and i uh were talking tom from pack hacker we were talking a mm -hmm. few days ago um and we talked about watching our old videos and i watched uh, my one of my yeah. first videos and it was yeah. so cringe me yeah. standing all stiff in front of the camera <laughs> and having no movement and hi my name is Bo is mono and I am <laughs> so yeah, cringe. Yeah. And obviously you need to get into it first, right? Yeah. It all and, it all comes with yeah, practice, experience. Yeah. Um like just, I, the tough part was it, it was it was from a channel that you expect like my channel, you expect a certain level of like uh, experience, I guess, already. So then to have a new guy completely come in, they're like, okay, this this is such a such a difference. Yeah. from from what they're used to so so sure. it was just a shock on every level and like it didn't it didn't comprehend to me that that would happen um which um was just silly of me to not assume yeah um but i'm glad and you know i'm glad we did it i'm glad we're here now and i'm glad mm -hmm. uh yeah he, that, that that video that you're mentioning the long form one like he did that completely on his own um everything cool. was shot and uh, it still kept the style of what the channel is um but then he still i think he still spun it enough uh in his style at least that he's developed since um but in the future you'll probably you'll definitely see him more so yeah. we'll see okay cool so uh, um speaking of new things um i i asked this a lot of my uh, guests lately because i think it's so interesting in the pandemic we obviously had to stay at home lockdown and everything did you pick any new hobbies during that time <laughs> new interests new interests i don't honestly i don't think so i i spent way too much time working it, it just felt like it was a huge chance to just work and I, and i took that chance and um and i burned out from it unfortunately but oh, well. that that's the choice i took um i didn't really like none of the i'm think trying to think like I didn't buy anything new. Um, I started playing video games again, which I guess is not a new hobby. Um, and that that's a cool hobby. What did what, a, what games do you play? I play Dota. Oh, yeah. Oh wow, I've never Dota gotten too. into that. Yeah, um, we play that. The, the the tough part of that is each each time you play, it's like an hour long. Um, mm -hmm. So you do enough of those, it's just like it's suddenly four a.m. and it's like okay, well, I should probably go to sleep. <laughs> so are we going to see you at some points doing no, tournaments? No, no. We, we stopped we stopped like half a year ago because of that reason. We're like, okay, this is taking up too much of our time. Uh, so we stopped again. So we played for like a, a year and a, a year, I want to say. And then like, we realized this was affecting our work on all ends. <laughs> so, so we decided to stop. Um, but yeah, I can't really think of anything else. Um, no is yeah. there anything you would are you considering starting a new hobby or getting yeah, all mean, into fitness even more <laughs> i've been trying to trying to get more gym um if i had the free time that i that I, just one thing i'd really love to do would probably be more in clay 
pottery stuff. Oh, cool. Um, okay. That's that's been like interest to like test out. Um, and then sports wise, I'd probably want to go back into dodgeball. Like dodgeball is probably my, the only sport I like playing. Oh, I hated dodgeball in school. Oh, I so love dodgeball. Oh man, Dude, I got hit so many times. I wasn't good at that. <laughs> Everything with uh, balls is so difficult yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah, in in school it's probably terrible, but nowadays when you're when you're much bigger and kind of kind of handle yourself, it, it's much more appealing because you can also be on the other side of that <laughs> feeling, right? So that's true. Um, but it's just it's just like it's the easiest sport I think to pick up and like. Yeah. As long as you can throw a ball, like you're good. Um, th there's definitely like levels to it, but um, that's the appealing part to me. Um, but yeah, that, that those are probably like if I had more time, or if I wanted to dedicate more time yeah. to to more hobbies, then probably go into those two. Is things. there is there a professional league or something for dodgeball? So there's like rec leagues. Oh really? Yeah, oh, and okay. then there's different levels of them. Um, so they're they're dedicated dodgeball rec leagues, which get pretty serious. And then there's just like uh, multi-sport rec leagues where they'll, they'll do hockey, basketball, and dodgeball is like one of the things that you can sign up to. Um, and then you can just sign up as a single person, and they'll put you on a team, and it'll just be a bunch of randoms. It's a great way to meet people. Um, oh, but, wow. uh, the, but then the team turns out to be terrible. But whatever, you're there for fun. Other right? so. <laughs> other rules uh, in regards to hitting other people into the face. Yeah, so it's usually uh, below head, uh, and okay. then if you hit if you hit anything above head, everyone yells at you. Um, so okay. There's no like there's no refs or anything, but everyone has an understanding. Like keep it below the neck, um, and you know everyone tries to, and hopefully you don't. You know here and there, like you don't know where the ball is going to end up, but um, below the neck is the big thing, and there's a few other rules. But overall, it's like meant for you know everyone should have fun in the end. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so scary, to be quite honest. I mean, it was <laughs> yeah. already scary in school for me as a yeah. quite short now, and lightweight person. But now, now you're paying to do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Getting paid? Yeah. Having to pay to get hurt is... Mm -hmm. Although I do it, so that's probably not, not good, right? I mean, I do martial arts, so I get pain as well, and I pay yeah. for it every month. So yeah. it's different. I don't know why it feels... I have no issue with getting hit in the face with a glove, but mm. I don't know. It is, it is so traumatic from school getting hit with a yeah. with this rubber ball into the face and having a big other kid laughing on the other side. Of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the trauma of the laugh. Yeah, everyone, everyone yeah. laughing at you. That that's the whereas kind of, uh, martial arts, you're 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 there. Everyone has the same kind of yeah. Everyone expects the same level of hurt. Which is dodgeball? It's like it's a surprise almost. Yeah, and it's so boring once you get hit, and then you have to sit outside for whatever time until the class is over, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's weird. that's the thrill. That's the thrill in the league, though. Like, right? You you want to try and not sit out because you paid for this, right? Like, I don't want to sit sure. out. So it's like now you gotta try and be better and like play as long as you can because just so you paid for. It. Otherwise, you're sitting there and like you paid to sit there, which is terrible. Is it actually mixed? Are the group mixed or do yeah, you have so, male uh, versus uh, just male groups and just female groups? Or Yeah, yeah. the dedicated leagues would have generally, like they could have male, male uh, mm, or male, okay. female. But the rec leagues are always generally mixed. mixed. So you always okay. need at least two girls and, and in the mix of like six people or something. Uh, depending on what like what size of the, the, the teams are. Uh, it'd be two girls, four guys or, you know, like four girls, ten, uh, six guys, that kind of thing. So you always need a mix of both. Um, because again, oh. in the end, it's all meant to, to have, have fun. fun. 
Yeah. So. <laughs> and you hope that everyone does. <laughs> yeah, but you have sometimes you have these really high competitive people. There's yeah. at least one person always in any sport yeah. that is so unnecessary competitive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're definitely in the wrong league. That's for sure. Like people, people will show up with like knee pads and stuff. And it's like, mm, I don't know. You're, you're definitely in the wrong uh, level of difficulty if you have knee but, pads on. Are you? But I, I don't know. I w probably. I really. I'm not sure what the term, the English term is. Do you know when your skin is kind of sliding on the floor of a gym? What's that called? I, I think it's something I think, burn. It, it, um, in German, it's burn. Yeah, it's, it's like floor burn to direct the, to translate it word by word. Um, I, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the word either. Yeah, um, and that but hurts on, so much. <laughs> on that, on that, on that note, though, there's there's wearing knee pads to feel safe, and there's wearing knee pads to know that you're going to die for something. And if you're going, <laughs> if you know you're going to die for something, you're in the wrong league. But That's if you're true. just if you're just scared of like rubbing your skin, that yeah, wear as much protective equipment as you want. <laughs> so. Again, it's so it's so stupid. I. I have no issue getting hit in the face and my wife is always kind of <laughs> joking about me because you get hit in the face all of the time and yeah. now you kind of bump your your leg against a couch table or you get this you it's the worst enemy this, yeah i know or just small <laughs> hiccups and uh, and on the floor when you yeah. when the skin rubs against that and burns you and she's always making fun of me because of it but it kind of feels different <laughs> it's 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 the unexpectedness of it like yeah, you yeah, don't know sure. you're gonna get like hit a table corner but when yeah. you're when you're kind of practicing with like That's you know true. you're gonna get hit so you kind of <laughs> brace for it. whereas the corner just comes out of nowhere you know it just like stabs you in the knee or something That's true. <laughs> and then you're just not ready for it so i have a last question for you mm. that probably many people of this space or listening to this podcast will probably wonder about what's your current bag of choice for one what's your current edc bag and i know you said you don't like traveling but i imagine you your girlfriend still takes you wherever and then you have to yeah. pack for traveling so what's your edc yeah. bag and what's your travel bag of choice at the moment at the moment, uh, my EDC bag that if I could, if I could choose what right now I'm testing another one, but if I could choose one all the time, it'd be able carry, yeah. um, the able daily carries daily plus, I think it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but even their 13, as tiny as that one is, mm -hmm. it's so cool. It's like, it's That's the tiniest true. backpack I've ever worn, but it's so comfortable and it's like, if you want everything to just be compact on you, the 13 is mm. like the way to go. If if your stuff fits into it, but yeah. otherwise the 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 daily is amazing. Just the build quality, the the look of it, the silhouette of it, mm. um, the pocketing, and and the main thing is the comfort. Like there's yeah. something about those straps that are like They're really good, nothing right? nothing comes close. Yeah. I think. Um, so I love them uh, for a daily. For travel, you know what? I I haven't traveled for three years, so same. Same. The last if, time if, I if traveled I, was before COVID. Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't even remember what bag I took. Um, if it was three years ago, it may have been like a Peak Design or something because I was carrying my cameras. Mm. Um. Otherwise, it would probably be a airbag, most likely. Um, and both of those are still good. Like if I if I were to go tomorrow, I'd probably pack yeah. either one of those. Um. 
that's for like the daily bag. If it was mm. like a luggage or something, I'd probably go with the hard case. Like Carl Friedrich, I recently learned, like yeah. I've worked with them recently and like their hard cases are they look amazing. great uh, yeah, yeah they look, they look great for like it's like it's like got that ramoa style but like yeah. at a much more not much more but it's more affordable um but you still get that security of like a metal kind of almost sure. hard shell bag um so they'd be great um and yeah yeah it's probably like air or peak would be my mm. travel goal to even able carry like they have that big big one i think yeah, yeah, the the max, like a, right? max. Yeah, that one, that one. Like, I assume that one would probably be great. So if the mm. daily ones are good. Um. So yeah, those would be. I think does that answer the yeah the list? Yeah. What do you um, carry usually for your? I mean, now that you have a studio, I mean, back then when the first time we talked, you basically didn't need to carry anything to the office no. because everything was in the apartment. What do you yeah. usually now bring to the from home to the office? It's do you carry anything? I mean, it's literally you have my MacBook. In the okay, yeah, it's because because I work both. I work everything off my laptop, my MacBook. Mm -hmm. I maxed it out and I got everything so that, like I could work at home or I could work at the office, on the go. And, and the MacBook's just the most powerful mm -hmm. you know laptop you can get nowadays. Um, so it's my MacBook, um, and then just like daily things that you'd need no matter where you are, like tissues mm -hmm. and sanitizer and yeah. maybe a pack of gum or something. So it's like yeah. it's fairly empty, but. I, I, I like a bigger bag like the uh, Daily Plus because mm. I'm always getting packages and I and I ship it to my condo, so my personal house. Oh, okay. Um, versus shipping it to the studio. Um, so it'll, it'll always come here first and I need some way to transport it to the studio. Oh, wow. So I that's what I'm carrying for the most part. I thought it yeah. would be the other way around, actually. No. So the problem with the studio is they don't have a concierge or like a security oh. desk. They'll mm. just leave it at the front, which is... Oh, a, that sucks. It just sucks in like downtown yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Um. So here there's a security desk, so they'll always receive it. They'll always put okay. it in the back. So I'm always able to ensure that it gets here in time. Um. So yeah, so that that's the minor process that we have to go through mm. with the new studio. Hopefully, you know, we don't have to do that, but um yeah so carrying that carrying just stuff back and forth but the main thing that always in the bag is the laptop mm. and yeah i think that's really wow it. i wish i had such a small <laughs> yeah i know you <laughs> carry a lot yeah, yeah. I, I carry way too much now that i think of it um <laughs> Because you got like a keyboard and everything too, right? Yeah, like yeah, uh, always, yeah. always a mechanical keyboard with oh, me. Man. I don't, yeah. especially now. I mean, it has been quite a time since I've been in an office. Um, yeah. But even before COVID, I don't know why people. It's not that much anymore, but people used to smoke in some mm. offices, um, although they weren't allowed to. Uh, or I don't know how they get these keyboards that dirty. I don't, I don't get it, how that is possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you get to an office, you get to, to the desktop, and then you have this disgusting mouse and this yeah. sticky keyboard, and you don't get how that actually happened. And then there were these flat um, Apple keyboards where yeah. if anything gets stuck in between, it's, it's like all crunchy and then- You'll be able to click them. Yeah, it's, they don't click. it's really yeah. annoying. That's why I always bring a keyboard. And now after mm. COVID, oh, I mean, we still have COVID. Everyone is talking about that COVID has ended, but left yeah. and right, people around me are still getting COVID. Um, so even now I wouldn't use a keyboard a that is provided. Keyboard. Yeah. 
yeah. I won't do that. Yeah. And yeah, that's why I carry so much. So having an own studio like you do is mm -hmm. quite exciting, actually. Um, yeah. And how about EDC? Do you have any, uh, what do you change? Do you have a, a current EDC or do you just don't bother having a regular EDC because you always switch around? Um, combination of both. I, I yeah. think I'm always trying to test new things, but like things that are like always with me is the, you know, my pack of gum. So the quip, the quip. Ah, uh, that, that thing is so cool. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it. The downside is yet you have to buy their gum. Um, price wise, it's a downside. Taste wise, I don't mind it. So it's not terrible. Um, it's just cool to like shoot yeah. out a gum like a Pez. Yeah. Uh, sanitizer, the one thing I always have. Yeah. My oh, that's clip. cool. It just like dispenses and it clips onto my belt. Um, AirPods. Uh, and then recently, just uh, I, I make sure I have a, a watch on me. It's been the Apple Watch lately, but I also bought this when I got a million. This is the Omega um, a Speedmaster. Wow. Um, so this was like a congratulations to myself. Um, and then I just, I've been getting into watches lately, so I've been buying a lot of like G-Shocks. And um, okay, I need I need to ask you this then now mm -hmm. because um, I'm going to hold up my my Steinhardt watch, mm. and I have a Samsung Watch Four. So my watch four broke twice already and I had to send oh. it into repair. So, yeah. but that's not the question I have. So I was wearing the um, Steinhardt and I just remembered how much I love mechanical watches. And now mm. you're seeing that you, uh, you got yourself a dumb watch. Let's call it, let's call yeah. it dumb watch. A yeah. dumb watch. Um, how do you do this now? Do you, do you wear both? Dude, or... I go through this dilemma every day. Yeah, every right? Every day. And... Same. I don't know how to answer this question. Because <laughs> I, I, I want to track my stats and I want to exactly. know. Exactly. But I also love the feeling of just wearing a nice watch. And it's hard. Like I, I for, the, like for a long time or for a few weeks, I was wearing both. Yeah. Um, but it just felt silly. Um, Same. I, I was <laughs> I was contemplating about that, and I saw that uh, you also tried. I think no, uh, I don't know where I saw that, but someone mm -hmm. wore both watches, one on the left, one on the right. Yeah, and I was thinking about should I do that or should I, or does it look stupid? I'm not yeah. sure. And I have tiny a tiny wrist, so having really, two really big show. watches is. Kind yeah. Of, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I was doing left and right for a while um and it, it works right now and i don't know the effect of that stylish wise uh it works right now because you're wearing winter coats yeah. so it just blocks both you can't see either yeah um but i like to know i, I have them on um but i think in the summer it would look kind of silly to wear both mm -hmm. um and for a while i was wearing the apple watch just on my neck um how? So it has an adapter that you can take the straps oh, off and you can just okay. strap it onto like a lanyard. So oh. I was doing that as like, oh, I can use it as like a, just so I can see messaging see. and stuff still. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't track my heart rate or anything. Yeah. But then I thought, okay, well, if I'm doing that, it's kind of pointless because then I could use my phone. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, like, I have no answer to that other than like sometimes um, I just want to feel good. And I'll just take off my Apple Watch and I'll just wear I'll yeah. just wear my nice watch. Um, it's so different, right? Yeah, it's a completely different. Like, yeah, it, for one, it like it's not buzzing at you, you know, or anything. Like, you don't feel the need to look at it, yeah. but you know it's there. It's it's a hard feeling. Yeah, it's like you have to so you have to own it to like have this dilemma. 
right? Yeah. Or even I guess any watch, right? Like if there's any Casio, any 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 cheap watch you like, it's like you like it. But then like you bought this other five hundred dollar watch, like mm. okay, should I wear that watch? And it's like uh, I don't know, it's uh, it's tough. Yeah, the same dilemma it's, <laughs> every it's, day. I I don't know. It it remind the first time I bought an automatic watch for me it was this feeling of wow, this is amazing craftsmanship how did mm. that person actually manage to get all of those tiny wheels yeah. and stuff into that and i kind of forgot about it once i wore a smartwatch and i, I yeah. know there are so many benefits to wearing a smartwatch but then you have to charge it every single night or every single yeah. day which gets really annoying then it beeps then it does this <laughs> and then having being forced that's the only way i could describe it to wear my mechanical watch again for two weeks was just again this kind of epiphany oh wow that's amazing having this watch yeah. having the heft um of this titanium case and it's quite heavy and just knowing it just it was different and then the, the smartwatch came back and i was yeah, I had this dilemma and I was hoping that you had a good answer for that, but <laughs> <laughs> I have the exact same dilemma. So <laughs> yeah, um, I should, I should try that though. I should try just being like, all right, I'm not going to use the Apple watch. I'm just going to wear this for two weeks and just to, like, maybe I'll just, you know, yeah. fall in love again with it. So yeah. yeah. Um, and it's a great watch. The, the I, Omega. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was I like, I was it yeah. was one of those like um where did i first see it i think the moon swatch came out yeah and everyone was talking about it and, and i got the moon swatch it was great and i'm like okay now i have to get the other one to pair you know <laughs> i have to get the real thing to pair with it yeah um so that was my first luxury watch and and i'm glad i got it. and i got that nylon strap with it just yeah. to make it more of a everyday watch because oh, I, I like idea. i actually like i actually hate metal straps or yeah. the metal bracelets because it's, it's terrible to type on like you're typing and stuff and it's just scratching up my macbook that's why i like <laughs> the, the leather versions i i like yeah. to use leather either um, leather or the, like they had a nylon one so i got the nylon one i was like oh this is way better um mm. it doesn't look as like that sophisticated look but like i'm, I'm never dressed up anyway so the, the issue the issue that i have with nylon is that it starts to get a little bit smelly at some point mm. um not because it gets dirty but rather because it soaks up moisture yes. from uh, yeah. washing your hands yeah. and it never properly dries i feel like so it doesn't smell because you, it gets dirty it's just yeah. this accumulation of moisture inside which yeah you know which what is i haven't annoying. worn enough to experience that but yeah. I, I would agree that that's probably what's going to happen mm. um, it's it's because of washing your hands it's not yeah. it's it's not sweat or anything it's just washing your hands and getting and it splashes on yeah, yeah that's that's the issue with most not at least from my experience um yeah. but it looks cool nylon definitely yeah, looks yeah. really cool all yeah, right it's comfortable so yeah. yeah 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 you should but then you should try a leather one it, it takes a little bit until it wears in but it gets That's so true. soft yeah it gets so what soft what leather is that you, just last question um uh, I, it's directly from steinhardt so i'm not sure oh, okay. what it's kind of leather one. it is it's probably um yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah i wanted i wanted to buy an omega um no not an omega i like the omega watches but i wanted always to buy a two-door uh black bay mm, 
the black play yeah that's probably yeah. one of my next ones yeah but i couldn't justify it um yeah so not because i don't appreciate the value and the beauty of it but because i am too much outside and i sometimes wrestle with, with my big dog and i know he <laughs> sometimes bumps against that and i couldn't yeah i mean this watch never got no it doesn't have any scratches but i don't know i i would know yeah. that a four-figure watch and I, I just know i would scratch it really that's fast that's another thing with like luxury watches is wearing it i all, i almost feel scared to wear it yeah yeah the same thing um whereas the apple watch although it's a few hundred dollars and yeah it's definitely yeah. an expensive watch like i don't care as much like because almost like i know i can go to the apple store and fix it yeah versus something like this like sure i could go to like it's a different thing to go to like a yeah. watchmaker to yeah. fix something yeah. than to go to like just the apple store and fix something but um, you know i yeah. i had this i had this conversation with uh someone else um a few weeks ago where i was saying that it is so liberating once you get that mm -hmm. first scratch in anything in yeah. the phone as well yeah. i baby my phone and <laughs> once it hits the ground the very first time i'm kind of like this <sighs> yeah now i you can throw this go yeah, yeah. <laughs> i can throw it around and it's, it was the same thing with the watch i never scratched it but i bumped mm. it against the the frame of a door because I took mm. the corner too sharply, so I bumped it against against yeah. the the frame. Nothing happened, but that was the first time where I was I was scared at first, but then I was, yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, if it happens, no. it happens. Yeah, it yeah. Is, yeah. And that's so liberating, the first yeah. scratch in anything. Also with a car, you don't want to scratch up your car, but once yeah. there is the first scratch because you kind of- It's gonna happen. It's, it's gonna yeah, happen eventually. Then you're like, yeah, yeah okay. That's good. That's it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Now it's mine. Yeah, now it's exactly. Mine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for joining me here again on my little podcast. Where can people find you if they want to search for you? Yeah, you can just search accessorize me, E X C E S S O R I Z E, like excess, like there's too much um yeah. anywhere and uh, I, I don't want to say the handle because it's different on one of them um so it's just search accessorize me i'm yeah 90 sure i'll be the first one to pop up yeah all yeah. right thank you so much for taking the time and you. for talking to me about all of this stuff and i wish fun. you all the best for your channel i think two million end of the year that's yeah, doable right <laughs> yeah, yeah. no pressure yeah. keep up on those shorts i gotta <laughs> yeah. all right thank you so much and thank you so much everyone for listening and i see you in the next episode thank you very much